Hey friends, you're about to hear an amazing interview with one of my clients, Chris, and she really shares her heart. And I want you to listen all the way through because she really drops some truth bombs. She drops her experiences and I think it's going to help you because you'll be able to relate and connect with her. But before I push you through to that interview, I want to remind you there's a couple things coming up next Monday. If you haven't signed up, it's coming the masterclass inside of the Set Free Sisterhood Facebook group. And then we are enrolling right now for the Stop Over Drinking Sisterhood program. It starts March the 8th. There are only 10 spots and you know who you are that now is your time. So I want you to go to setfreesisterhood.com slash SOS for the program information. There is a payment plan available and it's eight weeks with me, with other women who are on the same journey to know you're not alone and you get to have this support and experience through coaching and to help you begin to stop over drinking in your journey. And if you want a little more information, you want to kind of see, you know, who I am. If you haven't been around here long and you haven't listened to a lot of my teaching and you want to hear some specific steps to help you and help me guide you ahead of time, go to the masterclass and sign up for that. Go to setfreesisterhood.com slash masterclass and you can get inside of that. You'll be getting all the reminder emails. You can actually come inside the Zoom with me and hang out. Um, and then at the end, we'll have a Q&A. You can ask some questions or you can watch it streamed and I will. the replay will be available if for some reason you can't make it Monday, the 27th of February but it will only stay up for about a week. And I have a special offer for you if you come to the masterclass as far as the program goes. So I wanted to share that with you. Thank you. I hope you had an awesome week and I hope you enjoy Chris's story and her heart. She's just a beautiful, beautiful soul and um, enjoy. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of overdrinking, even when you told yourself you would stop, waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing? Is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3 a.m. with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself? You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal, quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found and I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Chris, thank you so much for your willingness. Oh, thank you, Michelle. This is such an honor and such a blessing. Um, you know, I'm super, super grateful and I really hope that you know, my journey, my story can maybe resonate with someone else out there that may have a similar path or similar hesitations or questions. And I'm excited. I'm excited to come and share um, a little bit about me. You guys um, just to know a little bit of background is um, I am 53 years old. I'm an empty nester. <laughs> um, so my um, two grown children are now living in different states and I currently now live in Idaho. 
Um, I was able to move here about a, week, a year and a half ago and just kind of wanted to get away and simplify my life and live in a much more of an outdoorsy um, a town because that's one of my passions is doing all things outdoor. Um, and yeah, and so that's kind of where I'm at with my life. I have my own business at home. So I have a pretty flexible lifestyle, which I'm super grateful also and blessed to, to have that. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Thanks for sharing that. Was there something else you wanted to say before? Oh, I was just going to add, um, that I probably should share that I had been married for 24 years and I went through a divorce, Gosh, it's been almost five, yeah, about six years ago now. Um, and so there was a little bit of trauma that went through the, all of that, obviously. Um, but I do feel like I'm definitely on the road to healing and I am in a new relationship with a, a wonderful boyfriend now, and we've been together for just about five years. So that's also a little info. Yeah. Very helpful for sure. Well, and I was just thinking, as you were saying that, the first thoughts were, oh, it's so cool to work from home. And I know that a lot of women have found just, you know, as we're diving into this conversation, that that was a huge issue for a lot of people being at home, how it really could increase their drinking, things like that. I'm not sure if that was Mm -hmm. necessarily a thing for you. And if, if it was, we can share that. But just the idea of creating this lifestyle that you love and yet knowing that there's just something that just wasn't quite working for you. So let's start with, first of all, pre-me, before we even connected, really what was going on with your life and your drinking habits and what made you come to a place that you're like, okay, this is not working. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, So alcohol has been in my life, my whole life. Um, my parents were very social drinkers, um, not any sort of alcoholism running at all in that fit in that part of my past. Um, and then even in my marriage and throughout alcohol was just a part of our day to day. You know, my ex-husband and I, we would have a glass of wine over dinner. We would have our vendors on the weekends where we might go out and play and party with friends. And so, you know, it sort of just became this ingrained habit of mine where I really didn't think about life without alcohol, no matter what we did, whether it was skiing or um, having a game night with friends coming over for dinner, there was always some fashion of alcohol involved in that act in some sort of way, socially and, or even just being alone by myself, cooking that type of thing. Um, and I started to find, I think really progressively after my divorce, um, I kind of gave my myself this like permission as, hey, now I'm free. I'm going to go out and play with the girls. And we would have frequent girls nights out. And I was definitely over drinking on those nights. And there would be times when I would come home, not remember what had, how did I get home or did I did I drive? Was I being safe? Did I say something that I may have regretted? So there was definitely more and more frequent episodes of that. So part of that was me trying to figure out why was I doing this? What was the purpose of me going out and doing these benders and this over drinking? Um, just, you know, and not feeling good and feeling really guilty and, and not true to my character, who I was. Um, and then I, then what happened is I met my current boyfriend and he 
is a sober <laughs> recovering alcoholic of eight years. So I was terrified of getting in a relationship with him because I'm like, oh, what, how is this going to look? Because I do like to drink. This man doesn't drink and we're, we're not going to have quote unquote, any fun together. Um, but it did definitely start affecting our relationship. And to the point where I actively started questioning, maybe I was over, over drinking. Maybe I was using alcohol in the wrong way. Maybe I, I was recognizing that I was definitely hurting him and our relationship. And then I questioned, maybe I was actually hurting other people that haven't been brave enough to come and speak to me about it. And this was a time for me to really turn the mirror on myself and explore this option. And that's mm. how I found you. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to ask you the turning point. And I guess that's it is that you finally looked inward. Is that right? Yeah. I finally yeah. started thinking this is a reflection of me instead of sort of co just covering things up and just, oh, it was fine. It was one bad night. It'll, it'll be okay. And it was a repeated pattern. And I was definitely starting to see damage in some relationships, even damage physically to myself, my own health, you know, the days that I would wake up and I was hung over and it would take me hours to just get clarity in my mind and get out and move my body and just definitely not in alignment with who I am. Right. That's huge because most of the women come and they say, you know, I'm concerned about my health and I'm concerned about my relationships and, you know, I've, I'm having this internal battle. So that's super common. Now, did you ever vocalize when you started dating this thought that you were having? Were there concerns? Did you guys talk about it? Was it something that you just kind of had going on more like and did you even attempt to hide your drinking and how did that work? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely came up in a lot of our conversations. Um, you know, my boyfriend with him being sober, he obviously has a background with what over drinking looks like and some of the patterns. And, um, I definitely got to the point where I wasn't being fully honest with him and fully honest with myself on how much I was drinking, how often I was drinking. And I was definitely hiding it. Um, because I didn't want to create more, um, animosity and more friction in our relationship. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, if he doesn't know, then we won't fight about it. And he won't feel disappointed in me. But I was also getting to the point where I'm like, who am I? How can I be this, become this person who's actually hiding things that to me was, a trigger of like, that is kind of a first sign of somebody that truly has a drinking problem. Not that I'm an alcoholic. And that was sort of where I was like debating, am I an alcoholic? Because I don't need alcohol every single day to function. I'm not having these withdrawals. I'm not having these crazy cravings to drink. However, there were, there were things that were occurring like the hiding, like the lighting, lying about how much and when often I was drinking. Those to me were red flags that started to concern me. And as we were having, my boyfriend and I were having more and more conversations. Um, it really took, it took me laying down my guard and being okay with seeking some outside help for the first time in my life. Mm-hmm. 
Good. Well, I'm so glad that you said that because I think that's so much of my community in this community is that they're not alcoholics, but that question does pop up. It even did for me. And then it just didn't feel like, oh, no, that actually scared me enough to where it pushed me further from actually doing something about it until I recognized like, oh, it doesn't have to be that. <laughs> you don't have to identify as this, but you know, like you said, you're you're living out of this. You're basically what that is, your values. You're living out of alignment to the values that you carry. Same thing for me. And it takes us time to really recognize that that's part of the issue. So, and I know I've got to enjoy watching that in your journey for sure. Yeah. So then you reached out, obviously we started working together. What were some things though, that you tried before we started working together to do it yourself? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, part of my business is I'm a health and wellness coach. So I have done, um, bouts of periods of time with no alcohol because alcohol has sugar and it's not good for our health. And it's part of what I coach. So I have done things like that, where I've gone 30, 60 days without drinking, but my goal and my intention is, was to only get through that to get to the other side and go, okay, great. On day 31, I can go have a glass of wine and now celebrate that. Um, so I had done things like that. I had also done situations where, you know, I could remember days, even, even in, in my marriage and early on in my relationship with my boyfriend too, where I would make promises like, okay, I'm going to stop drinking. And it would last anywhere from sometimes a week, sometimes three weeks, um, but I would get slowly get back on it where I'd be okay. I, I did. I'm good. I took a break. I should be okay. And then I would kind of fall back into this pattern of one glass turned into two glasses. Then a week later, I'm going out with the girls and then it turns into this, you know, drunk night. And then I start all over again, feeling guilty and man, I need to cold Turkey, stop drinking again. And really what I was starting to realize I wasn't getting to the core of why I was drinking. You know, there was a lot, and this is what you have helped me with so much is really understanding the reasons why I was drinking and why I had so much shame around drinking and just so many thoughts and emotions around that. And I knew that really was the only way that I was going to be able to make progress in this journey was really unwrapping and, and figuring out the core of my motivation and then moving forward with what did I want to get out of um, the end result of coaching with you? Mm -hmm. And do you remember <laughs> one of the biggest things is just really having to be fully honest with yourself? Yep. Yep. That was one thing. I remember day one coaching with you, Michelle, and that was one thing that you had asked for me to be a hundred percent honest with you um, because that was scary to me because I don't think I had been hundred percent honest with myself. And mm -hmm. so knowing that I had now an accountability partner that I was going to have to disclose. And early on, there were things that I was very embarrassed about, like I messed up and, you know, I went and overdrank and this happened. And I had to be very honest with you. Um, because I knew if I wasn't open and honest with you and myself, that there, there would be no growth. There would be no change. I would continue to hide it 
and the patterns would be repeated. And so it really has to start with a decision within, like, I am ready to make this change, no matter what it looks like, no matter, you know, people could talk to me, I could read books, I can do all, all, I can hear all these outside forces, but it had to start with it, me. And that was the very first decision was being transparent, vulnerable, and hundred percent honest. Mm-hmm. And when you did that, um, did I punish you or criticize you? <laughs> what experience? No, no um, that is also one of the main reasons why I came to you as a coach. You know, I had been listening to a few of your podcasts prior and I knew goodness sakes, your heart, um, your message was really a safe place for really any woman that is wanting to figure out their relationship with alcohol. This doesn't necessarily mean that, yeah, Michelle's going to talk you, talk you into stopping drinking for the rest of your life. It's not about that. And so, um, I knew just by listening to your podcast that you were someone that was not going to judge me, was not going to shame me, was not going to criticize me or make me feel worse than I already was feeling. So each and every time we would have those conversations, I always left more enlightened, more empowered, more uplifted, loved, seen, heard. Um, So it was a very, very supportive environment for me. Um, And honestly, I was really looking forward to our next sessions together because I just couldn't wait to be more open and honest. And I don't even talk that freely with some of my closest best friends out in the real world. (laughs) Right. Well, thank you for saying that. And I love it. I love to hear that because that's what I desire to create that space for my clients for sure. So thank you for saying that. Okay. So let's talk early days and kind of walk through the early days of really what you, which main struggles did you have to overcome as it relates to drinking? But I also want you to share with them because I know we work together that there was so much more that you uncovered that was related to your drinking, but this allowed you, this journey allowed you to kind of go underneath and find out the what and the why and the things that I think most women don't really realize right now. Cause when we go into it, we're like, okay, I really just need to reduce my drinking. It's not working for me. But I remember you had many aha moments throughout the journey. So kind of share a few of those and and maybe the, like I said, I'll break down the question again, maybe the struggles that you really felt in the beginning. And then some of your like, oh, it's because of this. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So I think some of my early struggles were um understanding that I, I didn't have full control. Um, I thought I did and starting to recognize like, wow, actually what was happening. And, and Michelle, you have been so good about educating just sort of the health aspect of why someone is constantly chasing that dopamine hit. Um, you know, so I could easily convince myself like, I'm fine. I can control my drinking. I can get away with one or two. I'll be fine. I mean, So that was a struggle for me because it was really, I almost felt like I had, I was surrendering and I had to let go of that. Um, what I thought I had control of and realize that something else had control of me and I was not in control. Um, so I did struggle with that initially and also just, um, 
I had a little bit of shame even coming forward and talking about this with another person because I had never really discussed drinking with anybody else. And so I had this like shame upon me, like, whoa, I actually am not in control now. And now I need to go and seek help for this. What is, what does that see about me as a person? Um, so there was some, you know, some, some challenges in who I was, uh, who I identified as myself and who I actually was being on the outside world because my internal conflict of my core values, but then my behavior and my patterns we're not in alignment with that. And so I had this very internal turmoil that was going on inside of me. Um, but through working with you definitely uncovered a lot of, um, triggers. <laughs> I'm gonna call those triggers. So, um, we start, I started to discover, you know, there was a lot of things that we, I remember initially working with you going, okay, is this every, every session going to be just talking about my drinking? Like, am I going to be reporting into you and saying, okay, I made it this week, hundred percent sober. Or I made it this week and I had two drinks. You know, that's what I thought our sessions were going to be like. And it never was that. Um, you never even really asked. It was more of just through our conversations. It, it could come up organically, but our sessions were a lot more of diving into my past, who I am as a person, as a woman, as a, as a mom, as a friend, a businesswoman, and really and tearing apart little bits and pieces that was causing maybe depression in my life, that was causing anxiety, that was causing stress, causing a feeling of unworthiness. Where were all these emotions coming from? And you were able to help me identify that some of these were from childhood, little early developmental things that maybe had happened in my past with my child, my parents or childhood friends. Some of this had come from my past relationships, from friends and or men. Some of this had come from my marriage. And some of this is coming from present day in relationships or in my business and or my current relationship, relationship with my boyfriend. So without doing all of that work to uncover that, I don't think I would be able to have a better understanding of why I was actually drinking the way I was. And so I think the bottom biggest takeaway was I was using a lot of this over drinking as coping mechanisms, escapism, um, hiding myself, you know, thinking I was only going to be fun if I had, no one will like me if, unless I have two drinks, because I'll be a lot more fun. Um, or yeah, I would, I would just, just constantly shove away things, feelings, and thoughts, emotions that I didn't want to deal with. So it was a lot easier to go meet a girlfriend for a glass of wine and not have to deal with the underlying topic at hand, which probably had nothing to do with drinking anyway, but I wasn't dealing with these issues. So it just kind of resonated and stayed inside of me. So that was huge with all of our sessions was really uncovering much, much more of the reasons why I was drinking. Yeah. And that, that is, that's it. That is the journey mm -hmm. because it's just like anything else that we go to consistently. And they've, you know, we've all heard it over and over from many platforms and I talk about it, you know, we, it just happens to be alcohol for us. It can be other things for other people as using as a co coping me mechanism. And even just earlier, I was on a client call and she was just like, 
I just have spent so much time avoiding my emotions and my feelings. And I'm like, welcome, <laughs> welcome to humanity. Unfortunately, we have been conditioned and taught that to hide and stuff, but they're still there. They're not going anywhere. So until we shine a light on them and really start to learn, oh, this has been here for a long time. How can I bring it up? And it's not uh, scary and re-traumatizing. It's like, let's just look at it and begin to heal it and begin to unwind what this this control that it has on us, Mm -hmm. right? So what things have been really necessary for you to be able to get this far, whether it be your mindset, tools that's helped you to get here and to be looking forward to your future? Yeah, that's so good. Well, I think I think the first that first thing that I had to really let go is just let go and let God, you know, to trust this journey and to trust that, you know, it may not look pretty and it may not look perfect at the very beginning. It's actually probably going to look a little bit ugly and maybe even a little worse at the very beginning because you're starting to discover things about you that maybe has never even been brought up. Um, but knowing going through all of that, there's going to be greatness and goodness on the other side of it. There, there will be a positive outcome out of this, no matter what happens. Um, I was given a lot of great tools and resources from you that I still utilize today. Um, and those have been really helpful. There's many times where I quote unquote, still get triggered. And there are times when I'm like, man, I want to react or man, I want to go escape and go run away and go have a drink. But I can use now some of the tools that you've given me to back it up, slow down. One of the things that you've always taught me is just let's pause. How are you feeling? Get inside your body right now. Where are you feeling it? Do you have a high, high heart rate right now? Are you feeling tightness in your chest? And then really dive into like, why am I feeling that? Um, And so just little things like that, I would, a lot of times, instead of reacting a lot of, I would do the, the rage writing that you talk so often about where it just jot down everything and just get it all out. And that doesn't mean that somebody else needs to read this or hear this, but just let me express myself instead of holding it in and trying to cover it up and pretend that it's not there. Um, so lots of those different tools have also helped me to realize like, I, I can't do this on my own. I do need some help. I knew I do need some support and I also need to be okay with the journey and, and knowing that, I mean, we are almost a year out from when we started and it's been the best year of my life, the transition and the growth that I've seen in myself I'm so, I'm so grateful to you. And I'm so proud of myself because you do have to do the work. It's not going to work unless you get in and you do the work that has been uncovered and unfolded and just trust that there will be a great positive outcome on the other side of it all. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And I was just, all I could think of is when you were, when you were talking about no matter what or how messy it's great, because it's like the whole the what's the statement that people say? Um, oh man, I really wish I hadn't uh, stopped drinking, said no one ever, right? Yes. <laughs> Nobody's ever on the other side that finally got to a place where they either 
um, stopped over drinking or stopped completely or whatever that looks like. They've never looked back and go, man, I really wish I hadn't made this decision. It's always positive because if anything, it just creates the clarity that you need to even decide what you want for your future. And I think that's where I find so many of the women and they, you even kind of expressed it of coming in and not really not really feeling in alignment to who you are. You know, there's something unhealthy here with this relationship, but then also not really even knowing how to safely express your emotions across the board. And I remember, I remember a time earlier with you and, and we had talked about this where it was, you experienced anger and there was a lot of judgment around that. And I was there too. And so I kind of want to bring, bring this to the front because so many women throughout the years were so conditioned to not get angry, to just, you know, be a good girl or behave. And these are some of those things that, that Chris was talking about related to things that come up even in our childhood, but it is so fully uh, available to you. It's acceptable. It is God's design as he made us as humans to feel anger. It's all about how we express it. And so learning how to express it safely. I love you to use the rage pages. I know all of you women who've been listening, hear me talk about the pool noodle. I, yes. I even showed it as an example the other day on a call. Um, Cause I, it's just, we got to get it out of our body. So I love that you've come to a place where you've realized like, ah, oh, I'm stopping, I'm feeling and the energy's there. Now, what do I need to do with it before I react? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think a lot of your tools are applicable. Obviously they're applicable to drinking, but they're applicable to all things that are happening in our life. You know, I find you, the, 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 the coaching sessions have helped me develop in my, my business. They have helped me develop in my relationships with my children. Um, so there's so much more that I've gotten out of this when initially it was more, I, I just want to get help and figure out what's, why am I over drinking? That's my initial goal with you. But now I come out of it and I'm like, man, these, this is really unfolded a whole inside of myself that never even knew was, was there these emotions and these thoughts and being able to expose them and really see the whole truth is so freeing. It's so amazing to now know, wow, okay, this is the person that God created and nobody is perfect. And we all have our faults and we all have, you know, experiences and it's completely okay. And this is how we can continue to move together as a community because we're all together as one, right? We all have had these, these same similar situations and there's no judgment here. Amen to that for sure. That's beautiful. So before we go, I just want you to think about the women that are listening that were potentially in maybe the shoes you were in before you reached out. And there might've been concerns about, oh man, I've really messed up or I've done a lot of this. And, you know, how can I be honest? Even maybe even thinking about the investment of affording it versus, maybe these other options, they keep trying it on their own. Cause I know I was there too. And I had just, you know, a lot of those thoughts. And I know for me, 
It is, I was just looking at my app the other day, as far as the investment goes, I think that I have now, if I actually had been putting this in my pocket, I would have like $18,000 now. Wow. (laughs) And that's the minimum of what I was spending on alcohol. You know, when you think about a bottle a day, right? (laughs) Like if only I had actually put that into uh, savings, that'd be great. But yeah, yeah, just anything that just intuitively come, is coming to you that maybe there's somebody sitting there like, ah, oh, I know I need support, but I'm scared. What? How can you encourage them and, you know, taking that next step and that action? Yeah, well, for sure, do it scared is the first thing I'll say, because I was scared too. Um, and I think if it doesn't scare you, then um, you're probably not on the right path. So if something is in front of you and you're nervous and you're scared, then it's probably a little sign, a little poke going, "Uh uh-huh, you need to do this. You need to go this way. Um, You know, your health is your investment. And this isn't just about your physical health, but this is also about your mental health and your, your spiritual health, your relationship health. And so sooner or later, you're gonna have to invest in your health whether it's long way down the road where now you're investing in, you know, deep therapy sessions or quote unquote, it could be, we'll go extreme. It could be rehab. It could be health complications where you're seeing doctors and, you know, paying for medications. I don't know what that would look like in the future, but we don't have the future. What we do have is today right here, right now. And so I remember thinking, yeah, this is going to take a little bit of investment But that also means I've got skin in the game now, and this is going to make me accountable. And this is actually going to make me show up for my sessions. This is going to help me really divulge all that I need to foresee. And I've been craving this. I know that the podcasts are amazing and I listen to them every week and I'm so grateful for them, but I can tell you the one-on-one coaching is really where the difference has been made. Um, that's where you can come face to face with Michelle and she knows you and she knows your heart. She knows your experiences. She knows your struggles. She knows exactly. It's very laser focused coaching one-on-one. Um, so it's just next level, um, when it comes to really working one-on-one with you. And I think I really more now use your podcast and your Facebook group as extras. They're sort of my like accessory tools, my supportive things, um, just to continue to feed me and to continue to allow me to know that I am on the right path and this is the right community and this is the right support that I need. And we all need those little gentle reminders because, you know, we're all going to take one step backwards and two step forward and then a step back. And so to have access to Michelle on those platforms is always just a great tool to have with you as well. Awesome. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. And um, yeah, it's, it's real. It's totally real. I know that for me, I have um, continued to invest in myself as well with health and all different. I love how you encompassed all of health. Um, And for me, some of my biggest investments have been my own personal coach Um, because that's the thing about this journey. I would never ask you to do anything that I haven't done before. And I think that's the beauty of um, being a, a leader and a coach to really come to you and say, Hey, I've, I've done this and I continue to invest in myself too. I would never expect you to do it. And then me sit back and not. So I love that I'm able to, to say that. And it continues to help me grow 
in my relationships and in my business, in my identity as a woman, in my connection with God. And I think that's the beauty of when we really take this kind of step to removing this, you know, in our case, it was alcohol to really stepping back and going, hey, this is the thing. I don't know where this is going and what this journey looks like, but I know that this is the thing that is the wall. This is the block that I have that is holding me back from potentially the most beautiful future because we know, and I know Chris agrees with, we agree, a lineup in our faith where God created us with intention. He created us for a purpose and he's always there to guide us and lead us. We're the ones that get distant. We're the ones that build the wedges between us. And so I know for many of my women listening, that is a huge part of your faith too. So just understand that this, when we start to get in alignment, not only with our own values and how we're designed, but in alignment with the Holy Spirit and God, I mean, there's no telling what the future holds. So I had to tack that on there too. (laughs) Amen. Perfect. (laughs) Well, thanks for being here. I loved uh, sharing with you. Thanks for being honest and open and just willing to spend this time with me today. And the listeners, I know that they appreciate it because I know many women will hear so much of what you said and, and really connect. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for having me. You have a blessed day too. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast, and it helps you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. This is what helps the show grow and helps more women to get their hands on the support so they can choose to reduce their drinking or quit altogether like I did. Go join the community and say hi over on Facebook by searching Set Free Sisterhood. I will also put the link in the show notes. You can also connect with me for a one-on-one discovery call at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com. And I want to ask, how do you want to feel in the next six months? Who are you becoming? Are you ready to grow? I see you and I've got you. Until next time, stay blessed.